How you doing, GY? Doing fine today. All right. We're sitting out on the back porch. It's raining. January, January 24th, we're going to start a podcast. Me and GY called Sandwiched. It's where I'm basically sandwiched between my senior father, who's 83, doing well. Just went to the doctor, had a checkup, didn't GY? What did they say to you? Said keep on eating ice cream. All right. So, and I got teenage, well, a little bit older than college now, kids. So I'm saying we're sandwiched in between these two two groups here, and we just want to start a block. We sitting out here on the back porch watching the birds and squirrels, and we just want to talk about it. And I just want to introduce a little bit what's going on. Gee, why where'd you grow up at? Well, I grew up in a little uh, textile town up in uh, Anderson County, South Carolina, back in, uh, born uh, in late 30s, or 1930s, back during the Depression, I guess, after the Depression, uh, grew up on Mill Hill, at that time back in the 30s, uh, Cotton Mill was the... uh, Lifehood, uh, lifehood of most everybody's working back in the 30s, and that was a uh, mill village. My mother worked in the mill. My father was an administrative uh, payroll clerk, and uh, so I grew up uh, older of uh, three brothers, and uh, living in uh, what they call a, a mill uh, mill uh, house. That was furnished by the mill back in that time and uh, probably the mill village I zone had three uh, two or three different uh, companies that uh, the people the houses were built prior to my being born which was 36 and uh, that probably started uh, in the 20s yeah when the mills uh, started their origin of the mill village uh, concept of providing a home for the people that worked in the mill I was growing up in the Depression. I guess that was how about the time, was it? Pretty much so. Uh, probably uh, prior to the Depression, I think people were working then, but uh, I think in the 30s, uh, the late 30s, uh, back when uh, things really got tough, and uh, I see some uh, movies on PBS or back when uh, country music started, uh, back in depression and the some of the lyrics that uh, were uh, renowned to uh, the local condition of the uh, neighborhoods where you've grown up. Huh. Man, that's probably rural South Carolina in general, I think, probably. Uh, you're growing up, telling your story about carrying your uh, chair to school? Uh, what? Yeah, probably pre-K, pre- uh, it's like, say, uh, one older of uh, three boys and uh, Preschool uh, that was provided by uh, the uh, uh, local uh, mill uh, company, and that was back. Uh, I remember walking uh, about three blocks and uh, to the pre uh, pre grade pre grade uh, mm-hmm. schooling, and I had a little chair. That's all I could do. Take my chair with me back and forth every day and. Uh, 
they provide tables and uh, I just put they've more than uh, about nine o'clock for about two hours. I take my chair and sit down and do whatever you do on a pre a prior uh, school age, uh, like drawing or whatever. And uh, so that was one member that uh, memory that I had uh, growing up was the me and my chair going to the grade school. But I remember you tell me you didn't have shoes. Didn't have shoes. Uh, uh, barefooted. Uh, you were lucky if you had shoes. And I always had short pants, and uh, uh, being older of uh, three, uh, I normally uh, uh, got a pair of pants that was big enough that I wore that uh, passed down from my two brothers. They were born. It wasn't, uh, you didn't have a lot of money, but you had a lot of fun, uh, close-knit family during yeah. that period of time. Well, our topic today is uh, we're talking about social isolation. What? How was it back in the 30s or when you were growing up? Did you see a lot of social isolation or was it very different than now? Well, I think it's probably wasn't no such thing. Uh, you worked till you uh, could. And, uh, when you couldn't work, uh, you stayed at home. And uh, being a young kid like that, uh, the only isolation I had was not being able to find something to do or it was time to eat. Uh, but very little uh, that I recall back then of any... Uh, social isolation of being uh, sickness or, or, or being without uh, friends. No, very little isolation. Well, so you'd say like the each family had a pig they have at the bottom of the hill and they'd meet up and talk about it? No, it's really uh, the only thing back in that area you did uh, you were lucky if you uh, I remember back uh, the first time I saw a pig being butchered, and a friend of mine took me his uh, probably walking distance, about a mile, mile and a half in wintertime, and uh, they had a pig in the fence, and they shot the pig. They shot it in the head. Thought it was kind of cool. You know, you know what I'm gonna say. But you go ahead and tell that story. It was kind of cruel, but uh, take that pig and shoot it in the head. That was a humane way of doing uh, that. was part of uh, right. yeah. where you got the pig where you could yeah. hang him up by the tree, uh, hang him by his head, and yeah. uh, drain blood in the meat and everything. You had to do it real fast, but you had to have the temperature and the uh, Low thirties too, so you could uh, uh, the pork wouldn't uh, wouldn't spoil on you. Because back then refrigeration was uh, in our particular home uh, what's called an ice box. Yeah, it was a, really a metal box that uh, was serviced uh, weekly by uh, the local uh, ice man, and that's another story that uh, uh, getting piece of ice from an ice truck coming by to drop uh, twenty five pounds of ice for the uh, ice box, as a treat, it's like a candy bar or ice cream cone was getting a piece of ice off the back of his mm. truck. Like going to Mayfield, like going to Bilo and getting you a quart of like ice going cream. Right, but hold going on now. Get ice cream, that piece of ice was in the summertime, but man, it was good. Hold on now, you done brought up that story about the pig. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to get you to tell, tell the listeners 
about the guy to cut your hair. Now, I don't want you to tell any names, but I want you to tell a story about that pig every time you go over and we get a haircut. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, he's, uh, in the private club. <laughs> you got to tell it, Jewel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a funny story. That's why we got to lay there. My son, my born friend, Billy. Billy, Billy yeah. idea. we won't tell his last name, but when you're growing up, you tell me about uh, his family. Uh, had a pig, had a bunch of piglets, and his daddy gave him a pig. There's something wrong with the pig, one of the piglets, and they gave the pig to Billy. And Billy uh, took the pig, put it in his bed, and tried to, you know, nurse it back. But I think the pig, uh, something wrong with the pig before Billy got it. But uh, he always, every time we go in, we start talking about uh, Billy and his uh, uh, pet pig. He said that pig never would get well on him. Oh, goodness. I think that's why his daddy gave it to him when he was a little kid back then. I mean, if you got a, if you got a toy, even if it was a pig, it's fixed to die. You felt like you was getting, uh, you was getting something good from the family. He grew up yeah. in, you know, probably a large yeah, family too. Right. But yeah. anyhow, that's uh, we get a laugh every time we get my hair cut. Uh, but we're glad it, comes it, glad his mom didn't give him a cat though. That's what we we're always happy. Well, about. I said, Bill, if that pig got hey. any bigger, uh, he'll put you out in the bed. He said, No, he was in the bed with a couple <laughs> brothers, and, but he had to take care of the pig. Well, that's a funny story, G.Y. Now, we're getting close. We're not going to wrap this thing up a little bit here in a minute, but I want to throw out a, I want to throw out a um, shout-out to uh, AARP. They just launched a um, foundation to connect communities. Uh, it's t targeting uh, voice-activated technology to help seniors build confidence, connections, and community. And so they're trying to expand that. Now, this podcast, I guess, was going to be a verbal attempt to talk about uh, social isolation and different topics that we've come across. But uh, that's just kind of starting it off. Is there anything you want to close with, G.Y., before we move on here? No, just uh, as you get older and your family changes uh, and everything and you go through uh, stages like I had, uh, it comes to a point where... Uh, it depends on basically your prior training or work or what you did as to how much uh, real isolation that you did have. And I think any isolation like that is self-imposed. Uh, you can, uh, if you're able to get up and go, you can get away from it. But if you're, you're down and out or you have no way to go, uh, I can see where the isolation uh, would be a major uh, thing of consideration for uh, Persons of my age, younger and older, that uh, needs to be addressed uh, in the months to come on a national basis. Yeah, it is a public health crisis we want to address and talk about. I, I know, uh, of course, we're sandwiched with my kids are in college and the issues they're dealing with technology. But I do know this is a is it's it's a it's a big issue for uh, uh, social isolation and uh, seniors. Because really, it's been shown to increase heart uh, heart disease, infections, depression, premature cognitive decline, early death, social isolation, and 
we want to wrap it up here, but we want to just uh, let you know we try to talk about these issues and uh, give some sense of what's going on, and hopefully there'll be a, some carry out some uh, profound differences. But uh, before we go, we want to just uh, anything you want to say, GY, before we close it out? No, I just hope to see you next time. Next time we talk about maybe what we can think about some Yeah, we're going to we'll tell you what happens at Pig next time. Golf. Because <laughs> you're going to get a haircut next week, aren't you? Yeah. I'll, uh... But I'm going to tell you what's funny about Billy, though. He, he only cuts one side, right? Depending on how the... <laughs> he cuts on the side, he's got the light, too. <laughs> I have to make sure he turns me around to cut the other side. And uh, uh, think about my barber. He gets to talking. He gets to talking to get what he's doing. I said, Billy, how about the other side? You going to cut it too? Or I thought I was getting a discount sometimes. But you know how these barbers are. Uh, good friend, and uh, I think he's glad to see me as good as I am. Glad to see him, but uh, I have to sort of watch him and make sure he moves around my whole head instead of one place. But uh, hope to see you all again. Bye yeah, we're going to take off. And, uh, again, that's just the beginning. We hope we'll, we'll launch something else and continue on and... Um, anyway, you can listen to us on Sandwich Podcast, and uh, next time we'll try to tackle a few more different issues and tell a few more stories. All right, GY, you have a good afternoon. Bye now.